You are listening to Proudly Resents, the cult movie podcast. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't touch our hospitality. I want it. All right, welcome to Proudly Resents, the show about movies that are good because they are bad. Formerly uh, known as Evil Usher, right? For about a minute. Yeah, right. yeah. Never actually on the, on the web. No, no, on the web, but um, I thought about it. It was a good idea. I'm here with Adam Felber. That's the dulcet tones of NPR's Adam Felber. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure now, Adam, here. did you have to learn to talk? Well, on your show, wait, wait, don't tell me. They don't talk very low-key. Like, no, I, I get to be myself. You know, I get to, but... but the, there is NPR compulsory training to speak like this. Right, and in between every sentence of Adam's, we're going to have jazz music playing. Yeah. yeah, And he's going to talk about Darfur. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Darfur just after this. We're going to talk about one of the classic good-bad movies, Wicker Man. Not the 1973 version, but the 2006 version with Nicolas Cage, who Adam, as a guest, previously talked about. Him being one of the Patron saints of bad movies. Yes, he's, good, he's, a, movies. he's a terrifically good, bad, and a good and bad actor. I think I've, I've mentioned this before. When you deploy Nicolas Cage, you better have a good movie for him because he will give you 100%. And if your movie is bad, he will give you 100% of bad. So if it's bad, it's your fault because Nicolas Cage is a good actor and he's doing his thing. Absolutely. And throughout his career, you see, like, he does everything that's asked of him. I mean, um, one of my favorites is Vampire's Kiss. All right. Full disclosure, Adam and I watched Vampire's Kiss with a bunch of other people, the bunk dance film, and they're like, oh, we're going to watch uh, Vampire's Kiss. And I said, oh, I've seen this movie before. It's actually really good. I can't believe we're watching this on Bad Movie Night. You had seen it in your childhood. Yeah, I was a teenager. And, and it turned out not to be, right? It turned out to be completely <laughs> wrong. Uh, like a lot of decisions I made in my youth, that was a wrong one. Yeah. But uh, Am I but mistaken, committed. or is he, in some point in that movie, is he completely naked, covering himself in black paint and sobbing? He's committed. You don't get it. He's committed. <laughs> I do get it. I love him. He runs around yelling in, the, in Vampire's Kiss, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Yes. Kind of like that. With this feral bat-light look on his face. Yeah. yeah. He commits. So He does. And in good movies, if you give him a good part in a good movie, like the, notably the one he won the, the Academy Award for. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Uh-huh. And Raising Arizona. Uh-huh. You know, you give him a good part in a good movie, and he'll be terrific. He's good at all those films. Uh, we, another film that we went to see because we thought it was going to be bad uh, was called Knowing. We thought it was going to be bad just because it didn't look good, and Nicolas Cage was starring in it, and I think it came out in January or something, so that's a bad sign. Turned out to be actually not a bad Was it film. a good movie? Yeah, it was yeah. unfortunately a good film. But it wasn't a great film, but it was not a bad film. So He does not make a lot of great choices in films. I saw, I saw Ghost Rider, of course. That's the one where he's a skull whose uh, who's head catches fire. And it, it did really well, that movie. That did it? Yeah, and they're making a sequel as we speak with him in it, in the sequel. No reboot. Because they don't need to, because I guess he met their price. <laughs> One thing about Nicolas Cage is, and you've learned from reading, uh, he's got financial problems. He's bought tons and tons of properties. And runs train sets through them all or something. Right. And yeah. uh, well, I'm stepping on my cord. It's a personal issue. And um, so he has to make these movies. Right. Yeah. So that's... Uh, I'm so glad that all that, of that confluence of events, that we get to have Nicolas Cage in good and bad movies. So you're, he, he should be in every movie. You're thinking the real estate crisis and the boom and then the crisis on the fact that we get these great bad movies. We all win. <laughs> we when win. the bottom fell out of the market in 2008, we all won because we got more Nick Cage movies. Yeah, I think that I, I have to agree with that. 
So Wicker Man is no exception, but actually it's a movie he wanted to make. I guess the movie is dedicated to Joey Ramone, who I don't know if it was alive at the point, but Joey Ramone showed him the original 1973 film, so he's thanking him for introducing him to this film. 1973 film, Adam, you, did you see that? I did not see it. I know a lot about it, though. I know that it starred Christopher Lee as Lord Summer's Isle, and the basic plot was a sort of the same as the basic plot of this one, which is this policeman gets lured to this mysterious island, which is peopled by this bizarre cult. And um, uh, can we? It, we're, it's just going to be spoilers all the way through, isn't it? Oh, um, attention! A spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! But it's great. You should see it anyway. Yeah. I mean, another spoiler is we love this film, and you have to see it. It's one of the top ten best worst movies, right? Yes. I mean, two thousand is up there with the room and Troll Two and all those other great films. Absolutely, and it's got a particularly unique kind of awful that's great about it. Now, in both movies, uh, the gumshoe who is lured to the island is uh, trying to uncover what's going on and ends up being. A human sacrifice. Right. The spoilers, he becomes a wicker man. He gets burned in this big wicker sacrifice, so they lured him in. The original film, uh, I actually saw in college in a class because I went to a state school and we watched movies instead of reading books, but mm-hmm. it was good. It was like a, a really good film. Christopher Lee said it's the best movie he's ever been in. Right. I don't know, but it's a decent film. So this remake, though, is fantastically terrible. And they, something about this film, the 2006 version, they used original dialogue from the first film but out of context oh they did yeah they just repurposed so it's like oh we it was an homage an homage but it's like at this point now it just sounds that's why a lot of dialogue sounds silly i didn't know that a lot of times it sure does sound silly yeah a lot of times we talked about good bad films it's written by someone who english is not the first language like birdemic or something and then well that's why the language sounds so weird but here it is it's out of context and they're trying to shove it into a new context. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, we should mention, in the, in the original film, um, I think the, the island where they go to is sort of a free love cult kind of thing, right? It's really groovy, men and women yeah. doing their thing. In the, now, to tell you the story of the newer movie, is um, it takes place in, I guess, uh, Washington State, right? Puget Sound kind of stuff? Yeah, like an island off Washington State. It's Summer Island was the name of the one in the original movie. Producers felt that people could not pronounce Summer Island. So they came. To, they changed it to Summers Island. Really? That's another IMDb fact. That's a really great fact. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Nicholas Cage, there's this creepy. He's a he's a highway cop, and there's this creepy scene at the beginning where some girl and her mother are on the road. He's trailing them. The girl throws throws her doll out the window. Nicholas Cage retrieves the doll, and one thing's lead to another, and, and a truck hits them. <laughs> what well, is like? Are this scene? What, you're like, is this a good bad movie? Is this really worth it? Did I waste my time? It's Adam and Adam. Are they idiots? Once you see this truck scene, you're like, I'm in. Yeah. Because, first of all, the kid throws a doll out the window. He's a highway patrolman. He's like the most, he must be on tons of medication. He must be on Prozac and yeah. a lot of downers because he's just like, hey, here's your doll. The fucking girl threw a doll out in the middle of the freeway. Here's your doll. Gives it to her. The kid goes, where's my doll? Hands it to her. Throws the doll out again. It throws the doll out again. And he's like, nah, whatever. The guy has no lease on life already. He's a second away from killing himself. So he goes to pick up the doll the second time. And a truck, a giant tractor-trailer truck, slams into the car with the, with the woman and the girl in it, and he can't save them. He can't. He tries. It sets on fire. He tries to bash the window. The girl does not want to be saved, which is something we learn. Yeah. And then the car blows up. And, and then the car fine. blows up. And we find out later that this might be a whole part of the elaborate setup that's going to throw him into depression and thus bring him to Summer's Isle. Is it like a lost thing? Like... You know, is it like Jacob and the TV show Lost? I don't understand, because did these two women sacrifice themselves, the, the mother and the daughter, uh, yes, I think in so. the car to get them to the island? And we learn, we learn how this is all part of nature's cycle uh, 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 very 
very quickly after that because the, the, the most salient detail of this movie is probably about 20 minutes in, you're going to see everything that's going to go on here. You can see that it's, they're all being taken in by these, right. this crazy, creepy cult of women on an island who behave like bees. That's not an exaggeration. They're kind of a bee cult. All the men are drones and have had their tongues cut out. Um, it's a crazy, creepy island, and it's clear that Nicolas Cage is, is being lured there so that he can be tricked into becoming part of their mu- ritual sacrifice. You realize this after 20 minutes, you just get and you there. have to go through like an hour and 40 minutes of him not getting it. He's and everybody, a cop. And everybody looking at him with this look of pity, like trying to explain to him, we are going to kill you. They're not- like, I still don't understand. They don't try to hide it too well. They don't hide it that well. No, there's no hiding going on. Yeah, he's... The, the difference between this and the original is that it's actually the island of just women. And like you said, there's a whole bee theme. There's a queen bee. A little, if you don't get it, 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 there actually is a mallet that comes out of your TV screen and hits you over the head with it. But yeah, the, the, No, they, 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 he walks through fields that are cut in hexagonal shapes. Yeah. It's a honeycomb. The fields are a honeycomb. I don't know if you get People that. People dress in bee masks. Um, Ellen Burstyn, who's the head of the, the cult. She's the queen bee. She's the queen bee. She lives in a room that looks like it's done up like the center of a beehive, and she's... I think she's wearing Protected. an actual beehive hairdo. Can you imagine pitching that? So the director, Neil Abute, his first big film was in the company of men. In the low-budget film, which is a great film, very sexist, very misogynist, but that was the idea of the movie, is that these two misogynist men meet a woman who's deaf, and they still fuck with her. Then you're like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, because that film, shows the cruelty of men towards women, and it's just kind of a cool thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying, you're saying this, these, men, these men are terrible. Right. They treat this woman terribly, and here's what happens. Then his next film, Your Friends and Neighbors, a little bit the same thing. Every time he doesn't, he doesn't like women. Shape of things. Uh, even Nurse Betty is kind of shitty towards women. The Wicker Man, he just treats these women in the cult. Like, they're not human. They're not human. They're, they're not horrible human people. They're, going to, they're going to kill poor Nicolas Cage, who's <laughs> trying to get to the bottom of all this. I'll be the first to say, I don't know nothing about Neil Abute. I don't know anything about his personal life, but I would like to personally thank his first wife, who apparently took everything in the divorce. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Like Something <laughs> happened to him. Yeah. Was it his mother? Was it a girlfriend who stood him up? That makes him hate women so much that he made this movie yeah. and made it so bad. Now, like I don't know why he hates women, but it comes out in, on uh, film. There's so many moments in this movie that I'd like to 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 get to. For do you want do you want to get to the how to get burned thing? Well, oh, we have to. We have no, to there's get a to, lot. Okay, well, we have to get to his uh, co-star. What's Who's her name? Uh, Lily Sobolewski? No, not Lily Sobolewski, who manages to get herself kicked in the uh, face. By the way, Adam right now is opening up his iPad that you he know, got for his birthday. By the time this hits, uh, you know, everybody will have one. By the time It'll be imprinted, in the, imprinted in the brain. Uh, is it Ellen Burstyn? I have it right up here on the computer. Uh, well, I have uh, this device, this iPad. Oh, that's, uh, we get no, it's, it. It's Kate Behan. <laughs> yes, that's actually a real name. But everyone, the reason I laughed because I thought it was fake... Every character has a B-sounding name. There's um, Sister Honey, Sister <laughs> Beach, Beach B E E C H. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what everything? And then there's a lot of names. Just flowers. Everyone has a flower name. Violet. Yeah, they're oh, they're violet. they're bees or flowers. I mean, you should be getting the sense that this is some kind of female-dominated bee cult. But even the first movie, you're like, okay, I get it. It's a Wiccan thing. That's what it's about. It's like a Wiccan right. thing. So they burn a guy. Hi, I'm Eddie Pepitone from the Long Shot Podcast. You are listening to Proudly Resents, the cult movie podcast. My favorite movie is, um, I would have to say it's, uh, 
Angels in the Outfield because I enjoy Proudly Resents. Nicholas Cage is a um, police officer who witnesses this horrible accident uh, on the freeway, so he can't go back to work. So he's been sitting at home, doing nothing, sitting in his sweats, literally. When he gets a letter from an old girlfriend who's like, I can't tell you why, you know, I'm sorry I left you. It's really my fault seven years ago when I left you, but now I'm living on this island and my seven-year-old daughter has disappeared. And, yeah, <laughs> hint, hint, I don't know. So He doesn't take it as a hint at all, but he does want to help her, right? Right, definitely. He's got to right away help her. He, he's got purpose in his life. He needs it. So he gets on the first uh, plane. No, he has, to, he has to bribe a guy to take him. Well, the guy won't. There's a guy it's with completely a completely Scooby Doo. Oh, no, I can't allowed to take anybody to that island. Folks say it's haunted. Yeah, and it, well, he's still gonna go. Yeah, he doesn't care. He goes he's anyway. Still, and I guess he needs some kind of redemption for the fact that he let this girl die. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just a girlfriend anatomy. He makes a point of saying he was engaged to her. Right. This is bigger than that. So he um, goes to this island and where he has been lured. Yeah. So the guy goes on the seaplane. He says, "Don't tell anyone. It's me." Here's just just a weird moment. You see Nicholas Cage walking up, like climbing up the side of a hill. No beach or anything. This is from the plane. And you're like, oh, I guess he had to climb up. Then when there's a, a, a long shot, there's a big shot. There's a bridge of people walking from oh. a dock right there. So he right. could have taken the bridge. Or the boat. Or whatever. Or the bo- yeah. whatever. From, he could have got on the dock. And but for whatever reason, he walked on water because he's completely dry and just walked up the and, side. And people immediately go all creepy on his ass. There's a bunch of creepy w- women judging him. They're kind of dressed in these Puritan outfits. It's very clear they're all named after plants and flowers and that they're a bee cult. And there's all these lines of pregnant women walking around. It's really He goes into a restaurant. Clear. It's clear that he's, he's in a bad situation. And, but he's immediately a dick. Like, he's addicted to the barmaid. Yeah. And who's this woman, and this is important for later, she's kind of, not a heavyset woman, just a broad woman, like a, a bigger woman, because it has to do with the, the bear suit at the end of the Yes, uh, yeah, so this will culminate it, in Nicolas Cage willfully putting on a bear suit and going to the ritual sacrifice, thinking that he's disguised. As when this in fact woman. tricked him into yeah. dressing as the bear, because bears steal honey, and bees, you know, would ritually sacrifice bears. We're not kidding about this. But he then goes to a schoolhouse, a creepy... Turn of the century looking schoolhouse where where all these little girls are being educated, and we can uh, we can pl- play that clip. I think I think uh, this might give away some stuff right away. And Daisy, will you tell us what man represents in his purest form? Yes. Phallic symbol. Phallic symbol. <laughs> School's really changed since I was a kid. How dare you stand there and frighten my children? Sorry, I'm Edward Malis from California. Already a dick. I'm a policeman. See my badge? Condescending. I was unaware any of my girls needed arresting. They don't, no. I'm just up here to find a missing girl whom people are pretending doesn't exist. How quixotic of you. Quixotic? From Don Quixote, pursuer of lofty but impractical ideals, usually a man. Look, I, I just need to speak to Willow Woodward. Is she here? Already gone, I'm afraid. You're late. And the law won't help you with that. The acting is just phenomenal in this movie. Girls, let me have your attention for a second. As you might have heard, I'm here to verify the whereabouts of a young girl. 
He's being stared at blankly by all these creepy blonde little Where's girls. Lily. Step Lily, for I'm children. Officer Ed. Hi. Could you pass that around for me, sweetheart? By the way, hold on. Can you pause for one second? Mm-hmm. He's got a picture of the missing girl. I, the schoolhouse looks like something out of Little House in the Prairie. Every girl, it looks exactly the same. They're all blonde with pigtails and blue dresses. So then he passes around the picture of the missing girl. Guess what she looks like? She looks like the rest of them. She like, looks exactly what? like the rest of them. If a girl is missing from the island, turn to the left, turn to your right, she probably looks like her. It's one of those. Yeah. yeah so they're all looking because at... Because they're bees. Well, just hand a mirror they're, out they're, and they would know who I, this girl is. I mean, all due respect to my bee friends out there. These are oh, bees. Adam, don't this to me. We have a big bee listening population. Oh, now, now Nick Cage is going to write on the board because he's angry. Wait, he's angrily writing on the board. You don't want to... Another dick move. He comes into the classroom uh-huh. and then just erases what's on the chalkboard because he's not getting what he wants yeah. from these weird Stepford children. These are weird Stepford children. These are seven-year-olds learning about phallic symbols and, and how much they hate men. <laughs> yeah, he's just... No wonder they hate men. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> he's giving them more reason, too. His name is Malus, by the way. They're all looking at the picture... Nick's writing on the board. And he's that writing. is her name, Rowan Woodward. Do any of you recognize the name or the photograph? Mm-mm. There's your answer. If she existed, we would know of her. Now, will you please go? He's staring at them appraisingly. Whose desk is this? Empty desk. The guy's a good cop. He sees an empty desk. Oh, okay, now, just in that frame, in the empty desk, the wall is full of pictures of, like, bees and beehives. Like drawing, like kids, as I say from Jersey, drawings. Drawings. So there's, bee, there's bees and beehives all over the room. Um, and it's more fun to watch this movie knowing that everybody's in on it, everybody's aware that this is the poor, dumb guy who's going to be sacrificed later. All the little girls know it. Um, and the, the girls know it, the women know it, the audience knows it. Yes. It's like... Someone's got to, yeah, there's so no Nick, doubt. Nick Cage's increasing frustration as he's piecing it together angrily, it just becomes that much more entertaining. Okay, so uh, let's continue this scene, because there is some great acting. A bird flies out of the desk. They were keeping a bird in the desk. a little bird inside to see how long he can stand it. Now, why in the hell would you let them do a sick thing like that? Where's the attendance record? Do you have Sister Summer Isle's authority? No, I do not have... You seem to forget that this is a legal matter. I'm afraid you still need her permission. Put that back. Put that back. Sorry, you're going to have to bear with me. (laughs) Grabs a book with attendance on it. He looks through the book, all calligraphy... And look, Rowan's name is in there, and it's crossed out. You little liars. <laughs> What's that? There's a bee carved into the door. Oh, they yeah, even have a bee, craw- craw- uh, bee carved into the door. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he looks down, and talk about evidence being right in your face. The name is there and crossed out, just with one line, not oh, even okay. scratched out. So, well, he's, he's a smart cop. He just called them little liars. I, I, want to hear, I want everybody to hear this little piece of acting here. Rowan Woodward is your classmate, isn't she? Isn't she? That is her desk. And you're the biggest liar of them all. I am warning you. You tell me another and I'll rescue myself. That is a promise, Miss... Rose. Sister Rose. Of course. Another plant. Rose. For the last time, <laughs> Figure it this out. girl? 
I'll speak to you outside. Girls, yeah. continue with your compositions. It's, it's worth noticing that this is 20 minutes in, I think. There's still like another hour of him not getting it. You want, you want to see the thing he's yelling at her? He yells at her more outside. It's, it's always entertaining to, to listen to Nick Cage yelling at somebody. <laughs> the, bird. the bird. Even the bird. As he leaves, the bird crows. Even the bird's like, Nick Cage, they're going to kill you. <laughs> they're setting you up. They're I'm going to kill you. Get this. I'm a bird. I'm a tiny. I'm a bird. Literally have a bird brain and I get this. <laughs> I get the blood. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Well? You don't understand. That's exactly right. She's I trying to tell him. I don't understand. But I'm going to. Mr. Malus, no one is lying to you. I told you that if Rowan Woodward existed, we would know of her. If she existed. If. But you cannot come barging. I just saw into that she our... existed with my own two eyes. And I suppose her mother is lying to me too, huh? She's lying? Not lying, no. Just trying to explain Breathing. to you what's about to happen. We all are. Wait, 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 wait. When you say that she's grieving, you mean that Rowan is dead? You would say so, yes. <laughs> she's dead or she isn't? We never use that word here. No, that'd be too quixotic. Yes. Okay. You see, we mm-hmm. believe that after the human life is over, the soul lives on. In air, in the trees, in animals, in fire, all right, even. All right, just, come on, tell me what happened to her. Honestly. All right, so nothing happened to her. They're kind of pre-grieving for him because they're about to break his legs and kill him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, at this point, he, he just got to get out. And he, he's trapped on this island with these crazy people. He, they got him in there. Yeah. But can we go back? The first movie again about Wiccans uh-huh. and the Wiccan culture and, and sacrificing for the crops. Do bees sacrifice people for pro- or other bees? Do they burn them? Bee people sacrifice virtual bears. <laughs> in order to bring their honey back. And in fact, later in the movie, and we will be playing that clip, I hope, he, after he's had his legs broken and he's being chained up and they're about to burn him, he yells, killing me won't bring your damn honey back. And Ellen <laughs> Burstyn says, well, we think it will. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, is what she basically says. What I'm saying. <laughs> you can see what happens. But I love phallic symbol, phallic symbol. They just yell the well, the, the, those, those, the creepy twins, that we should say, are the ones who are saying that. They say... They say it together, and they say it twice because they're twins. There's also old, creepy, there's little girl creepy twins, and then there's old lady creepy twins that also talk at the same time. Right. That's kind of a thing that's happening on B-Isle. Um, yeah, I just took some, I just want to jump, we can go in. He has a flashback. He keeps flashing back to the first scene when uh, the car blows up and the people die because it's, you know, obviously in his brain. But then he has a flashback of him thinking about it and then, so he has a flashback about a flashback in this movie. He just can't, it's like... And he wakes up startled from his flashback. Of the flashback. Yeah. But he doesn't wake up in the first flashback, he wakes up in real life. So he, he comes out of both flashbacks. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Uh, what's her name? Lili Sobieski. Mm-hmm. She's in this movie. Lili Sobieski is in this film. And she, uh, she's not very good in this movie. No, no. On no, par no. with everyone else yeah, in this film. Not an easy A lot of good actors that. not doing good jobs. Okay. <laughs> well, then he, he, he goes and meets Lady Summersall. Who is the Queen Bee? Ellen Burstyn. She's wearing yellow and hanging out out back with bees. She's actually at a picnic going around food. I'm just kidding. Yeah, she is. She's circling food. <laughs> know, like, she's caught in a little bees. bit of jam. Um, Let's talk about he goes to an island of just women. Mm-hmm. Does not bring a bottle of wine, some, some flowers, a plant maybe. 
you know, even about cookies for afterwards. I just think it's rude. I just don't think he's thinking about it. It's not just women. I remind you that there are plenty of men on the island. They've just all had their tongues cut out. Yeah, and he finds out because he tr- he helps a guy. Oh, this is great. I didn't realize at the end of the movie. This guy has a... There's no cars, even though there are tire tracks in the background. But on this island, there's no cars, and they're using horses and buggies. And this guy is taking a big cart full of sticks, right? And they fall down. They almost hit him, and Nicolas Cage helps him. The guy can't talk. He has no tongue. Those are the sticks that burn Nicolas Cage at the end of the film. Yes. They're constantly setting up for this ritual, and everybody can see it. Well, they, they couldn't drop more hints. It's like when you walk into a bad party, and you know it's a bad situation. You see an ex. You see the ex's new boyfriend. You see um, someone really drunk knocking things over. You know, you just know it's a bad situation, and you should leave. And you stay. And you stay. And there couldn't be more reasons for you to leave, and then you just stay. And it's like, you know what? You got into a fight. You got arrested. You saw it coming. Yeah. You shouldn't have been there. I think we're at the how did it get burned moment. So here's the classic moment from the movie. He thinks he's finally found um, Rowan, but in fact what he manages to unearth from the ground is a doll that for some reason is burned. And he wants to know how did it get burned. His ex-girlfriend shows up, kind of once again trying to pityingly tell him that he's just walking into what they've been setting up for. Oh, he also walks into a room to see Ellen Burstyn covered in bees. So at, th- at this point, Nicolas Cage is in a rage to find this, this little girl, and everybody is preparing for some kind of big ceremony that day that he thinks is going to be the death of the little girl. It's clearly not, and everybody's kind of letting him know that she's taking part in it, but it's going to be him. And, and everybody's starting to dress up in woodland creature costumes, too. Right, masks and, and full-on animal costumes. Which is when he stops the school teacher who's on a bicycle. And uh, Sister Rose. So Sister Rose. And, um, and the following conversation ensues. And this is where he steals the bicycle. We're all preparing. For what? Celebration? Oh, yes. Of death. And rebirth. Sister Rose, she's only a child. You're a teacher. Please, just think about what you're doing. The time for sentiment is over. The moment has come. I won't let her die. So gallant, Sir Knight. Still tilting windmills, I see. Right until the end. Get off the bike. Get off the bike. Step away from the bike. He pulled a gun on this Amish chick on a bike. Steal, basically steal her bike. Why does he need the bike? Because he's got to rush around the island and ask a few more questions to try to save this girl. There was a scene where he barges in this woman's house and it's just a woman and her daughter and her daughter's friends, and they all have masks on, and he wants to rip off everyone's mask to see if it's this girl that he's looking for, and he threatens with arresting all of them. Like, he's just threatening little girls. I'm going to arrest all of you for murder. Yes. By the way, he's a California cop. He's in uh, Washington he has, State. He has no jurisdiction. There's no jurisdiction, and, and no one can give a shit. They couldn't care less. They really couldn't care. So here's the big scene that a lot of people talk about. It's pretty hilarious. He's... He exhumes the body of this girl because there's a grave and all he finds is a doll and the doll is burned and he's thinking it must have to do with the accident from the beginning of the movie so he wants to know why this doll got burned or how did this doll become burned and this is how he presents the question to, uh, to his ex-girlfriend. This hers? Tell me! I, yes, I, I think it's... Yeah. How did it get burned? How to get burned? I, How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. Where are you? 
<laughs> so, um, so College Humor did a very funny uh, take. Oh, there's a lot on the internet. A lot of take. This movie is given a lot of takeoffs, and a lot of great funny um, cu- people cutting up the film. So they took the how to get burned scene and made it into uh, Wicker Man Fifth Symphony. How to get burned? How to get burned? That's just terrific stuff. So the, the how to get burned moment is, 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 is particularly nice because it's a doll. Um, For no reason. There, there's only one way that it got burned, and that was through fire. That's <laughs> clearly the answer to that. And everybody's looking at him with such pity. And let's just accelerate because we're accelerating towards the big climax. He is now desperately running around the aisle as Ellen Burstyn, all painted blue and with flowing robes, is leading all these people dressed as animals across the island. And Nicolas Cage goes into the, ha- uh, the inn where he's staying, and the innkeeper, the, the rather broad one. Well, not only is she just broad, like you're watching a movie, so you're visually seeing a woman who is bigger than the average bear. Like, mm-hmm. she's a big person. But there's a scene where she's talking to a friend about how she has to let her bear costume out every year. They actually make a scene where she talks about, oh, and the woman says to her, oh, you're letting the bear costume out again? And she's like, yeah, it keeps shrinking, if you know what I mean. Like, they, we get it. She's a big woman. Yes. But Nicolas Cage is a tiny, tiny man. The fact that he he hits a lot of women in this film, which we'll get to, yeah. he knocks them out. That, I don't know where he gets the energy from. But the fact that they needed to have a broad woman to have the costume, so it made sense that this tiny four-pound man could fit in her costume. Well, he's not tiny in the movies. He's like Tom Cruise. He's not tiny in movies. He's, but he's he's a, when you watch this movie, you're like, not a big guy. That no, woman is twice guy. the size. So Absolutely. She not only looks big, because it's a film, you can visually see she's big, and she probably needs a big bear costume, but they make a point of saying she's gained weight this year. It's been a long year. There's a lot of harvest, a lot of things going on. Yeah, exactly. She's, put, a, she's put it on. And so, so he, he decks, she might have had a bad he breakup. He decks Let's, her, then he gets attacked unaccountably by a screaming Lily Sobieski. I cannot pronounce her name. The Lili Sobieski. Lili Sobieski gets attacked by a screaming Sobieski, and right. he, he drop kicks her right into a wall. <laughs> he kicks knocks her. her out. No, no. He drop kicks Lili Sobieski into a wall, and then she's like, oh, I'm fine, but I'll, I'll leave you alone. Like She's like down, and she's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Well, because like, they want him to do what he does, which is he jumps into the bear costume, runs to interrupt the ceremony, because uh, the little girl, he finally finds her. She's tied to a stake. And... and uh, as a bear, in a bear costume, Nicolas Cage decks a few more women and then takes this girl off into the woods, which is what he's supposed to do because she leaves Where him. is he taking her? Like, he he grabs no the girl and like, they, they, there's no way off this island. Mm-hmm. And he grabs, I gotcha. Now what? Like, fuck you, leave me. I'm doing better here. Right. And she, she, she does what she's supposed to do. She leads him around in the woods towards everybody. Right. And now he's completely surrounded by all these tongueless drones and all these people in animal costumes, and the girl has clearly betrayed her him, and he still doesn't get it. And it's still right. He still he still doesn't know that he's going to be sacrificed. We do. We left something out, Adam. We find out, and you probably already guessed this, and I did slip it. The girl that his girlfriend, the girlfriend's daughter, is his daughter. Yes. So she says that in the middle, but you knew that right from the beginning that had to be her daughter. Yeah, this seven years seven years ago when I left you when we were engaged, and right. now I've got the seven-year-old daughter. Right. It's just like the old dogs scenario. It's the same movie, basically. Let's see if we can catch some of the, the immortal um, 
Because oh, right, what they do to him is quite brutal. They <coughs> Women are bad. I mean, we, we, we all understand. We, understand. we watch Neil LaBute's films. We understand women are not good people. Very, very not good people. So not good that the mother, that the father, I'm sorry, so not good that the mother of this child, of whom Nick Cage is the father, would stand there and look as they literally stretch his legs across a board and smash them oh. so that he can't get away, and then put on the helmet of bees. And they pour bees into his head. Yes, um, which, which it results in one of the other best pieces of audio from so, the movie. Well, before we get to that, apparently the movie was a rated R film. The director cut down some of the violence, so it could be PG-13. And uh, but they still in the director's cut, which you should see, they leave out some of the still they leave out some of the footage. I don't believe in your gods. I don't believe in sacrifice. That that's a leg smashing. Right? And now they bring the helmet with the bees. No, no, stop moving! It's a helmet where they pour in bees. What is it? What is it? It's a helmet, I said. What is that? What is it? I told you. No, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! I'm losing my eyes! Eyes! Ah! I think, I think that kind of gives people a flavor. I just wanted to get that audio in. I'm sorry I wasted so much of your time. Unbelievable. Not the bees. Not the bees. Not the bees. He's allergic to bees, of course, of all things. That's one thing he can't stand is bees. Right. And he's on Bee Island. Yeah. You shouldn't go to a place where everyone's named after a bee if you don't like bees. He needs a better travel agent. Yeah, so you really, really <laughs> should get a bit of travel agent. But, but um, you, so you're wondering, what's the big twist now that we have saw, saw this long you know, methodical quest towards sacrificing this guy where he's the only one who's not in on the story. That's the twist. The twist is that you weren't really supposed to know all along no. that they were going to burn him. But 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 you did know. Yes. Adam. But I knew from the beginning. Yeah, we all knew from the beginning, but, but he didn't twist? know and I guess as an audience we're supposed to be surprised. And there is no twist. He should get an award for being the worst cop in the world. Yeah, no instincts. None. He's none. He has none. no idea what's going on. Um some signs that you know this movie is going to be bad. Like I said before, a lot of the dialogue, 80% or more of the dialogue from the first movie is in the new movie, but in different contexts. Really? It's 80%? <laughs> it says 80% or more. Now, here's the people who turned down being in this film. Winona Ryder turned down being in this film in 2006. Wow. Probably not doing anything, but knew it was a bad idea. Edward Woodward, who played the Nicolas Cage role in the first movie... Turned it down. So he has not worked since in, in a he's, while. He's kind of retired. They they would have yeah. flown him out to Seattle or wherever. He could have done a couple of days. People would have kissed his ass. He could have told some old theater stories and had some drinks on them and then did one part, two lines, and then flew home. No, no. too busy. <laughs> can't, can't do it. <laughs> and then he said, this is according to IMDb, he was surprisingly impressed by the quality of the script. Well, the quality of the script, 80% or more of the script is from the first movie. Yes. yes. <laughs> Surprisingly impressed with the script that he had from before. It's how the same do, script. How do you use 80% from the first movie and completely change it from some kind of Wiccan free love cult to a it's bunch a of B women? They're B women. The ending of the film. It ends in the first film. Here's a spoiler, but still a good film. He dies in The Wicker Man. Right. He gets burned. 
And then the same thing in this movie, in the director's version. The version that went to the theaters, he, I don't know, they break his legs, he goes into Wicker Man, then they say six months later, and he's back at home, and he's fine. No, you're wrong about that. It's six months later, and it's two other guys being scouted out by two women from... Oh, then why do they even do that? No, the, the director's cut just has that little six months later thing uh, to... I don't think it needs it. I don't know. No, I don't think the movie needs a, a second and third act, to be honest with you. <laughs> but but again, it's awesome to watch because of the incredible momentum being generated by Nick Cage. Yeah, and he's uh, he does a fantastic job, as he does in all these terrible films. We have the three-minute three minute Wicker Man starring Nicolas Cage. That's online. You can see that. There's tons of great YouTube videos of people just re-editing this film. So, Adam, I'm going to establish this answer, but... Worth seeing this film? This this is one of those r- rare treats where it, it's high, a high-concept bad film. You're not just watching bad moment after bad moment. I know you and I were talking about old dogs, which is just bad moment after bad moment. This one kind of gives you this treat of of ridiculousness beginning to end. Absolutely worth seeing. The, worth seeing. Yeah. It's seeing hard. the clips online is not, doesn't do it justice. It's, yeah, exactly. And it's hard to talk about the movie because when you watch it, you're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I want to pause it and yell at the screen. This is a perfect film for that. Yeah. And it looks great. They did a great it job. Does. I mean, I, um, let's take our hats off to Neil LeBute for just making a film that looks really good. Yeah. And it's got all the trappings and staging and um, construction of what would be a genuinely creepy, unfolding mystery cult movie if you didn't know exactly what was happening from the first and these women weren't bees. So if The this fact movie that the way these women good. are bees... Kind of takes a little bit of the edge off. So you're trying to say if this movie was good, it would be a good movie. That's Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, but fortunately for us, it is not. And I would have to say, put in the top ten of uh, worst movies of the century that you need to see. Yeah, I would, I would put, uh, in terms of movies that you need to see, this is this is way up there. It's, it's up, up there with The Room. I think we already said that. Other films that uh, it's coming up for Nicolas Cage, Courtship of Eddie's Father, based on the 60s sitcom, and a sequel to Ghost Rider. So you know... Uh, you know he's going to be paying for his real estate. He's fine. I think he'll be okay. No, and he's always going to be okay. And, and and if any of those movies has a has a good script, which, you know, judging by their names, it doesn't, <laughs> uh, those will be good movies thanks to him. Yeah, and we'll probably be back very soon with uh, other Nicolas Cage films. Yeah. So, Adam, thank There's you very much. And thank you. It's from a pleasure to... Wait, wait, don't tell me. You know, listen to NPR. You can't give money. It's not really my position to tell you what to do. This is not a pledge drive. No, I don't give a shit. It's not my problem. Listen, I got my own problems. Samantha, thank you for doing the audio. Adam Felber, thank you for being here. That is Wicker Man. This is Proudly Resents. Or Evil Usher. (laughs) It's not Evil Usher. It's not Evil Usher. But you could go to uh, ProudlyResents.com to find out. To hear this, hear other podcasts, and see other bad reviews of good movies or good reviews of bad movies. I think the latter is what you want to say, yes. even if the former might be the case. And uh, if you want to go to evilusher.blogspot.com, you can see a ill-fated blog that I did about 10 years ago. I should stop mentioning it then? <laughs> I own it. Well, Blogspot. <laughs> it's a Spiegelman property. Get off! <laughs> Thank you very much, and thanks to RZO Hothouse Productions. They are downtown L.A. They do tons of any kind of production. They do great stuff here. And every month, great comedy show, lots of big comedians. It is free, free booze. If you need to go, email me at trs818 at mac.com, and we'd love to have you. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to Proudly Resents. Make a comment or suggest a film at reachadam at mac.com. That's reachadam at mac.com or on our comment line. Call 646-481-5476. That's our comment line. Keep it clean and short. We might air it. Join us on Facebook or be old school and go to our website. ProudlyResents.com. If you like the show, put the episode up on your Twitter, Facebook, StumbleUpon, Dig, you know, all those things. Tell a friend, I'm Eddie Pepitone, and my Twitter account is at, at Eddie Pepitone. Hey, we are doing a year in review show. Call or write us with the best bad movie you saw in 2010. It doesn't matter what year the movie came out, just that you saw it last year. Go to ProudlyResents.com for details.